Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Eagles are at the podium, and we have it covered here for you thanks to the fine folk at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist, and today we've got Doug Peterson talking with the media on Monday after having a night to sleep on this miserable Eagles loss to the Seahawks that sends the Eagles to 3-7-1 in third place in the NFC East. The bright side being, of course, that if the season ended today, they would pick sixth overall in the 2021 NFL Draft. But Doug wasn't here to talk about the draft. He was here to talk about this abysmal offensive performance and the quarterback controversy swirling around. And of course, he was asked about Jalen Hurts, rather the lack of Jalen Hurts after reports all week saying that he would get more playing time and they turned out to be egregiously wrong. He was also asked about giving up play calling, which he said was quote unquote on the table. He would also say that he would do that if he found himself in a rut and he does not currently believe he's in a rut. Take that for what you will. Lots more to get to in this one, but you might as well hear it from the man himself right after I tell you that the Eagles have released safety Will Parks. So there's that. Here's Doug Peterson talking with the media on Monday. Good morning, Doug. Um, when we talked with you last night, you talked about the change of pace. That's why that you were uh, rotating back and forth between Jalen Hurts and, and Carson Wentz for a couple of snaps. Um, but we only saw Jalen for a few of those those snaps. I'm, I'm curious why we didn't see more of that rotation and if we will see more of that rotation in the future. Well, as as as, um, as you guys watched the game, and of course, as we were you know living it out real time, one of the things it, it, for us to, I guess, to use – any of our personnel, um, and, and in this case, we're, we're talking about Jalen and Carson. You know, uh, for me, it's it's about getting in a rhythm, getting into the flow of the game, getting getting in a in a consistent flow where um, you know we're positive on first down. Which that particular sequence, um, I believe the first down, first and ten, was right before the second quarter. It was uh, then it became a second down play. Second and ten actually went with uh, Jalen. We had a false start. Went to second fifteen. We threw a pass to Alshon that was uh, you know a, a short route. wasn't uh, was supposed to be a little bit deeper. Went a little bit short. It was complete. Now we're third and eight, I believe, and went back to Carson on third down. You know, and it's just it's kind of how the whole first quarter and a half went for us just no rhythm um and and so for me it's it's uh, would I like to get into a, a flow and, and use Jalen you know uh in a couple of situations I think that's I think it's I think it's feasible I think it's possible it, it, it's been it's been productive for us um but uh our, our first and first and second down production has to be better go ahead John and then Zach Hey, good morning, Doug. Uh, to kind of follow up on that, uh, and you and you talked about flow and rhythm. Uh, you played quarterback for a long time. Just your personal philosophy, you know, if you were playing and 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 somebody pulled you off for a couple of plays, how how would that affect you uh, in getting into that flow and rhythm? Um, well, it, it happened to me back in 1999. Um, and, and so I have firsthand experience of that. And, and you know, 
my my philosophy is is we do we do whatever it takes to to spark the offense. You do whatever it takes to uh, you know win a football game, uh, be be successful, and and look, I mean, I, I know it may people people may think it's different, and you can't get a guy into a rhythm or whatever. But you know, when 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 you struggle as an offense, you're looking for ways to um, create some plays and and the the struggles we had last night weren't weren't from the quarterback position it was it was a bunch of mistakes from from all positions that uh you know caused us to uh not not be as successful but but as far as the rotation goes um you'd like to be in a little bit more of a rhythm if it were Jalen in there maybe he goes a couple plays in a row you know and obviously if Carson's in there he 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 takes the bulk of the action so they're both professionals. They understand and and um, expect nothing uh, nothing less. Zach and then less. Hey, good afternoon, Doug. On the topic of play calling, in the past when we've asked you about those responsibilities, you've been resistant to giving them up. Is that still your position, or have you considered allowing a a, a different coach to call plays as a way to try to spark the offense? Zach, that's such a harsh question, man. Um, you said use the word resistant. Um, well, I take pride in play calling. What's that? Yeah. Oh, I know. I take, I take pride in play calling and, and uh, you know, I look at everything. I got to take everything into consideration. And, and if I feel like uh, I, I feel like I'm, if I get stuck or in a rut, I, I definitely would, would uh, consider, you know, um, you know, giving that up. So that's, that's, it's definitely on the table. I wouldn't say that's off the table, but uh, that's also part of, sparking the offense and, and maybe maybe seeing the offense through uh somebody else's eyes go ahead last and then uh jeff mcclain hi doug speaking of sparking the offense uh, i think the thing that a lot of fans struggle with uh, i was re-watching the game just now 20 minutes into the game you had four yards of offense you know i know you guys work really hard all week and plan and you know you're competent people How, why what what is going on that this happens you know, it's honestly, it's, it's a really good question. And, and, and I, I, I struggle with, with the wise um, and, and you, you know, me, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and throw people under the bus and, and, and we can do that during the week of preparation and practice. And guys just have to understand the sense of urgency that it takes, you know, to play a game and to prepare um, not only, coaching but also players you know prepare each week it's, it's a long season the season's a grind and and it's um it, it's a tough sport mentally and physically and probably more so mentally than anything else and and it, it's frustrating because we do prep and practice and study and meet all week long and, and coaches spend countless hours putting game plans together and, and trying to, you know, somehow come up with a plan that can beat your opponent. And then, and then when, you know, uh, whether it's execution or, or sometimes physically just get beat, um, you know, it's, it's a frustrating thing. And it's something that we have got to, again, if it goes back to simplifying game plans, we, we can keep, we can keep simplifying as much as we can to a, you know, we got a lot of a lot of moving parts. We've got a lot of moving pieces, particularly in the offensive line. And and I, I alluded to that a little bit this morning on the phone. You know that that continuity and the stability and 
you know, that's, that's, uh, that's also been an issue with us and, and some young, young players on the perimeter, new, new, new targets that Carson and, you know, is throwing to. So it, it we're, we're definitely not where we want to be. That's for sure. And uh, we're going to continue to work to, to improve. Jeff and then Tim. Uh, Doug, uh, were you on board with the Jalen Hurts draft pick when it happened? Uh, yes, I was. Why? Well, so, because I'm wondering, because it hasn't really exactly played out the way uh, you guys originally, at least the way that Howie originally said that he would be utilized on offense. And it seems to have undermined uh, you to some extent and Carson Wentz. No, I, I don't. I don't understand where you're coming from. You know, because we, you know, every year we look at we look at quarterbacks. Every year we, uh, if we have an opportunity to take a quarterback, we're going to take a quarterback. At least look at the position. I mean, every position is is uh, uh, looked at and and uh, and studied, and wherever we can help and add talent and depth, you know, we're going to do that. And the quarterback position is is not exempt from that. And and um, you know this is a this is a sport where where there's only one quarterback that plays and and, and Carson uh, is that is that player right now and and uh, and and we go to work and um, you know we we continue to to coach Jalen and we get him prepared if if he has to go in and play. But Tim and then Dave. Doug, as you know, when uh, when teams go and you know start losing, uh, the issue of job security uh, you know comes up. So I have a two part question for you. First, have you received assurances that you'll be able to to see through uh, this season as head coach? Um, I haven't been reassured one way or the other. No. Okay, and the second part is, you know, do you do you feel like your, you know, the way that things are going, that your your job is in jeopardy, um, you know, at least following this season? You know, listen, I, I I've been around this league a long time, twenty five years, I believe, uh, as a player and a coach, and and. Um, you know, we're always based on and, and we're evaluated on our performance. And uh, right now, uh, that's obviously not my uh, not my concern as far as that decision goes. That's 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 out of my hands. But what's in my hands and in my control is is getting the team prepared and ready uh, for uh, you know for Green Bay uh, this weekend. So um, you know, I, I'm I'm not I'm not going there uh, mentally. Um, you know, I'm. I'm Looking forward to playing again this week, getting back on the grass tomorrow with the players and uh, and getting ready for Green Bay. Even then, Bo. Hey, Doug, along those lines, there, there's been some uh, reports of mounting frustration from ownership. Curious what your interactions have been like recently with Jeffrey and how much pressure are you feeling from the very top of the organization? Uh, our relationship is good. Uh, we have a lot of we we communicate, um, you know, a lot throughout the week. Um, we have our you know our typical you know weekly meeting and and um, and cover a lot of ground. But that relationship is is good. And and um, you know, hey, listen, I some of these questions might be uh, for for Mister Lurie, obviously. But uh, you know, look, my job is to prepare the team and, and get ready for Green Bay. Oh, and then Rob. Uh, along those lines, Doug, has has Jeffrey weighed in on the the state of the quarterback position and how to handle that for the rest of the season? No, he hasn't. Um, you know, and, and that, again, that's 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 my decision. You know, as the head football coach, and, and make a lot of personnel decisions, but this one is is my decision if uh, if and when we make that change. Uh, but right now, we're uh, we're not doing that. Hey, Doug, we've heard you take blame for what's happening. We've heard players take blame and ownership for what's happening. In your conversations with Jeffrey Lurie, 
How much responsibility has the front office taken for the personnel decisions that have contributed to you guys being in this position? Uh, Rob, in, in, you know, th those conversations are probably, I'm not going to get into that. That's, that's, this is not the time, you know, or the place to really get into those types of conversations. Go ahead, Jamie, and then Mark. Doug, you're always very optimistic um, with your team, as you should be. And uh, as a guy who takes a lot of pride in the offense and your play calling and, and a guy who's been a quarterback in this league for so long, you said, I can sense that it's really frustrating for you to not have the answers on how to fix the offense. Um, can you describe that frustration? Because it, it, that's what it feels like. You know, I, I, I've, again, like I said, I've been around a long time and, and, and the only way to, to fix the frustrations and to get out of and underneath this cloud that we're in or under, um, quite frankly, is, is to just continue to, to go to work and practice hard and, and continue to show on tape, you know, whether the good, the bad, uh, mistakes that are being made, make those corrections. And, and I mean, we, we've got a left tackle that, that this is basically, you know, uh, football's new to him, right? He's learning how to play this game and uh, a right tackle that doesn't have a ton of experience, but he's played and he's learning how to play the game. And gosh, we took, you know, a uh, 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 hall, you know, uh, an all pro left tackle and he, he, He's given of himself to play right guard. And I mean, there's just, then there's young people on the outside and, you know, it's not perfect um, by no means. And, and we have to continue to work. And, and that's the only way I know how there is no magic football play. There's no magic defense or special teams, or it just, it's, it's a matter of just going to work, you know, during the week and, and climbing yourself out of it. And, and everybody has to take ownership of it. You know, myself, to the coaches, to the players. Um, that's the only way I know how to how to fix it um, and, and, and work ourselves out of it. Martin and then Ed. Hey, Doug. Um, a little earlier, you said that you would consider giving up play calling if you felt like you were in a rut. Um, do you feel that way that you're in a rut right now? And, and also, do you think Carson is salvageable? What, what are you seeing as far as being wrong with him? On the play calling front? Um, no, I, I, I don't necessarily feel like I'm in a rut right now. I, I think that, as I said earlier, things are still on the table. And, and if I feel like I ever get to that spot, then I, I would consider, you know, for a game, a half or, or whatever, you know, let somebody else do that. Um, if that, if that helps us, if that helps us win and Car Carson, you know, again, Sal, Sal, that's a, that's a strange word. Um, yes, I do. Um, I, I think that, that he, 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 he's willing, he's wanting to, to fix not only the issues with him, but with the team and with the offense. And, uh, you know, he, he's one of the hardest workers we got and we're going to, we're going to work through it and we're going to battle through it. And we're going to, we're going to keep, you know, coaching and coaching hard and being accountable to one another and and uh, and working ourselves out of it. Wrap it up with Ed and then Nick. All right, Doug. Um, just why the hesitation to not at least give Jalen at least one series? You, you took him out on the third and eight. Why not let him see if he can kind of play his way through that? The team didn't have a first down to that point. Uh, why go back to Carson in that situation? 
that was just my decision at the time, honestly. Um, you know, uh, that's it. That's my, my decision. I mean, I, you know, I could sit here and look back on, I'm not going to hypothetical and I'm not going to say it would have, would have made a difference, but, um, that was, that was my decision. Hi, Doug. Um, I know you guys have been frustrated with the, the things that you've done on offense that have kind of set you back behind the change, the, the, um, you know, false starts and penalties and whatnot. But th there was a time um, where, you know, you guys were able to overcome things like that. You know, third and long seemed to be like Carson Wentz's wheelhouse. It's not really that way anymore. Can you win uh, with such a small margin for error? Not right now. We can't. We can't be making these mistakes week in and week out and expect to win. Um, I will say this, and, and no one's ever – you guys aren't even, you know – talking about how well the defense played, you know, uh, last night with the two huge couple of red zone stops um, <clears throat> and and all of that, and, and really how well they played to keep us, you know, keep us in this football game and still had, <clears throat> you know, an opportunity, you know, whether it be an onside kick or you make the fourth and four, whatever it is, you have an opportunity to still maybe pull out that football game. So, you know, um, I, I know everybody's enamored with offense and, 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 you know, as, as probably they should be, but this is a team sport and um, you know, we've got to be uh, cohesive in all three, all three phases and uh, you know, play, play complimentary football. And that's really something all season that we have not done.